Welcome back, everyone. It's Thursday. As I'm sure some of you probably have heard on different social medias, that it's actually Winnie the Pooh Day. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to stop singing that song so we don't get a copyright strike <laughs> or issues. But got some news for you. Got a manga review, four comic reviews, and an RT box unboxing. If you don't know what the RT box, it's the Rooster Teeth uh, box that double gold members get. Uh, by being a double gold member, you get a box each month full of different goodies from the Rooster Teeth people. And uh, this is their uh, December box. First, let's hop into some news. We got some fun little scandalish news out of Marvel that Tom Holland's was seen on the set of Venom, even though Kevin Feige has said many times that uh, the two things will not be connected. It looks like they actually might be connected now. It could be because the whole Disney getting 20th Century Fox movie rights, and this was originally going to be part of Sony and Fox, so maybe that's how we're getting the whole loop around. It might not even be a canon... uh, uh, It might not even be a canon uh, Tom Holland. What it might actually be is a... uh, another dimension since they're going to be introducing dimensions and so on and so forth in the MCU and this Venom movie is a hard R rating so that's what I believe will be happening is it's going to be another dimension hey if that's the true we might actually get Deadpool in an Avengers movie in the future I'd watch it I know a lot of fans that would watch it and uh, other news, uh, if you haven't heard, Pokemon has announced a new s- download event that's going to be starting in February. That they're calling 2018 the Year of Legendaries. And what they're doing is they're going to give away shiny versions of all the legendaries uh, starting in February with, uh, I believe... It's either Kyogre and Groudon, or it's uh, Dialga and Palkia. I forget which one. And then they're going to go on and so forth. And a lot of people are excited because a lot of these legendaries have been shiny locked. So this will be the only legit way to receive these legendaries as shinies. As it gets closer to when these events start, I'm sure we'll get more news on how to download them or where to go. It may be like how back when they had the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, where some were just downloaded from the internet and some you had to go to a GameStop to get. Alright, let's move on to reviews. I have the Ruby Manga. If you don't know what Ruby is, then you're probably living under a rock or you're not really that much on the internet. Ruby was a show created by Monty Ohm and Rooster Teeth that has become Rooster Teeth's biggest property 
outdoing uh, Red versus Blue in the short period of time that it's been around. And Ruby stands for the team, the main team in the book. Uh, Ruby Rose, Wei Shni, Blake Belladonna, and Yang Zhao Long. And they're basically representation of different fairy tale characters that hunt down monsters to help save the world. They're all going to a school to train to fight monsters. And in this manga, it's set sort of as an alternate storytelling because they took different liberties. Like, in the um, first few uh, chapters, it's showing um, different retellings of the red, white, black, and yellow trailers. Um, They show uh, glimpses of the original trailers in the story, but then adding other things to it, like... And um, the first few pages, we get Ruby's uh, telling, which was just her visiting her mom's grave and then fighting a bunch of wolves. But then it cuts to uh, her at Beacon and being challenged by a bully known as Carden Winchester, who doesn't like the fact that she's there two years early. He bullies her. She stands up for herself and kind of kicks his butt. Then there's a Weishni, who is... A representation of Snow White. She's supposed to be seen as perfect. And it, they uh, take some liberties with her story too. Showing a little more of a uh, young Weiss and a young Winter. Uh, there was no scenes of Whitley. So that I can assume that this was actually made before uh, they had uh, released or done anything with Volume 4. So they don't know that his character exists. And uh, they did a bunch of nice kind of interesting things with her, showing her standing up to her father and why she wants to go to Beacon to get away from him to not do things that he wants to do. And that Winter was actually encouraging her to leave the kingdom to study somewhere else. And then there's uh, Blake Belladonna, who is a representation of both Belle and the Beast. She is uh, what's known as a faunus. Faunus are, in the world of Ruby, half people, half animal amalgamations. They are, there's no real, nothing wrong with them. It's just, for whatever reasoning in this world, uh, people are half animal. It's not been fully explained yet why that is. Maybe down the road of Ruby, they will find out. And, uh... Her uh, story retells her trailer, uh, reasons why she left, and then dealing with the prejudice of being a faunus, thinking her teammates will treat her differently, but instead they had to do a fun shipping moment with uh, Blake and Yang, and that ship's name is Bumblebee, and a ship is one to when a lot of fans have decided that two characters actually love each other. So they threw a little fan service moment there by having Yang fawn over Blake's cat ear, saying how cute she is, and how Weiss was saying that it's okay for when they're in their dorm that she can take her bow off to hide her cat ears because Blake used to be a member of a terrorist group known as the White Fang. And she's afraid that that pass will come back and haunt her and if you're watching the show you know that kind of did happen and uh, the Schnees and 
used to be at war with the White Fang and have huge faunus prejudice, and it took Weiss a long time to get used to Blake being a faunus. And then there's Yang Xiaolong, who actually has a Chinese name. When translated, it means little sun dragon, and her father, Tai Yang Xiaolong, means big sun dragon. And uh, she's actually Ruby's half-sister. She's a representation of uh, Goldilocks. And they show her uh, trailer, more extended fight, more uh, in the club, showing her as a kid with a little Ruby being attacked by Beowulfs and Yang trying to protect her sister until their uncle Crow showed up and killed all the monsters and saved them. And ever since then, uh, Yang's always been on the search for her birth mother who left them and she wants answers for it. She believes that if she ever found her birth mother and made her come home, their family would be complete since Ruby's mother, Summer Rose, has died. It left a huge depression in Tai Yang's life, uh, and he basically could not function or move forward. And it kind of evolved around Yang basically raising her sister. Yes, they had their uncle there, but he was always out on missions, so it was mainly Yang raising Ruby, and that's kind of sad. Eventually, their father did break out of the funk, but that still hasn't stopped uh, Yang to wanting to find her mom. Eventually, she did find it in the show, and I highly suggest you watch the show. The animation is okay. It gets better as time goes on. Some people still have complaints with it, but I find it the story's entertaining enough to uh, look over those. This is actually a, a highly recommendation if you like action mangas or anything. I, I would highly suggest uh, checking this out. And all the, those who do or do not know, this weekend, actually, on Saturday, will be the Ruby Volume 5 finale. So we'll probably find out what will happen when Yang confronts her mom in the Spring Maiden's Chamber. And, uh... I guess I'll talk a little more about Ruby right now uh, before getting on to the comics. That, uh... Basically, this volume of Volume 5, the reason why I haven't been talking about it on the show... It's just been full of so many cliffhangers. I'm a huge fan of Ruby. And if you're watching and you don't have a uh, double gold or first account at Rooster Teeth, then you have to wait until next Saturday to actually watch it. So I'm trying to be nice and not review it or spoil anything because I know people on the internet are probably spoiling it. I have a few friends that I know. Um, Some of them even check this out too. They uh, want to watch it all in one sitting because they've watched a few episodes of this volume and they know it's had so many cliffhangers that they don't want to wait and have them resolved. They just want to w- watch it all in one sitting. And I hope uh, everyone watching it appreciates me not giving any spoilers away. But next week I will be giving a full review of Volume 5 of Ruby. And I... Hope people enjoy that. Next, we'll uh, go on to the comics. For the first one we got here is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 23. 
Now, as I said before, I kind of like this new Power Rangers. It's darker. It's more edgy. And in it, they show a human organization that's trying to uh, build their own Megazords and other types of weapons. Because the leader of the organization was a former Red Ranger that had her whole team killed in front of her. She blames Zordon and thinks that she can do it better. In it, they showed Rita Repulsa trying to rebuild her army after the whole Dracon event. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically an alternate timeline of the Power Rangers in another dimension where they were evil. And uh, Tommy Oliver became a supervillain, combining the, both the Dragon Power Coin and the Tiger Power Coin together and became Lord Dracon and wielded the Dragon Sword that Lord Zed had. And if you understand that, good. If you're not really a fan of Power Rangers, then a lot of that's just gibberish to you. So I'll move on to the next comic. This comic is, though, worth the read if you ever feel like checking it out. Next, we have Champions number uh, 16, uh, Champion for a Day. Ever since the events of uh, When Worlds Collide, the Avengers and Champions crossover, uh, there's now two Vivian Visions, Viv Visions, and one is human thanks to the uh, high evolutionary tampering. And the other one is a cybernetic being that her father, back when she he thought his daughter was dead, rebuilt her and from scratch, thinking he could replace her. But as it turns out, she's still alive. So he's like, she just has a twin sister now. Vivian and the second Viv are both don't really like each other. They're not fully saying that, but they're saying that in their thought bubbles and actions where one is jealous of the other and one doesn't trust the other. And it's kind of hinting that this uh, new Viv might be evil and might try and kill the real Viv. Meanwhile, the champions are going on to find a new uh, hero to join them. Instead of asking the new Viv to join them, they don't feel like that's right to the old Viv, and they'd rather have her come back on the team than have the new Viv. So they're asking a bunch of their friends. First, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, thought about asking his girlfriend in another dimension, which the whole team had to laugh at him, saying, Yeah, right, I thought for sure you're going to say your girlfriend lives in Canada. Not believing the fact that he's been to another dimension. And Miss Marvel decided to do a jerky-ish move, so I guess... She might have some feelings for Miles. I'm unsure because she pretended that she didn't know about Spider-Woman, a.k.a. Uh, Spider-Gwen from Earth-65, which she does know about because she teamed up with Miles and Spider-Gwen and their crossover event where they met and then started dating. So she might hold a small teensy-weensy-bits grudge over that. They ask a few of uh, their hero friends. They first go to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, but that doesn't work out because Nova had to run his mouth to Devil Dinosaur, so Devil Dinosaur decided he didn't like him because he kept taunting Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. And it's not wise to pick on a girl that has a T-Rex for a pet. That's very dumb. 
So instead, they get uh, a female hero right here who is an original for the story because I haven't heard of her before. Red uh, Locust. She is a Mexican uh, superhero that fights crimes against the people that harm her people, such as coyotes that do illegal trafficking and then leave people to die in tanks or just kill them for sport, which they actually did. They dealt with some rednecks and the champions had to go beat the crap out of them because they lured Mexicans across the border and then we're going to open fire on them to kill them. Basically, they kind of stole the plot, one of the plot lines from uh, Machete, if you haven't seen Machete. And they get Patriot, who is actually Falcon's sidekick, so who knows? And they also have Young Falcon, who was the Falcon before Sam Wilson started calling himself the Falcon again, back when he was Captain America. This uh, teen guy there in the green, he uh, was mutated with uh, Sam Wilson's pet bird, and they were combined, made into a mutation. So he took up the name Falcon to fight crime, and now that Sam Wilson's the Falcon again, he's trying to find out a new hero name, because, you know, that's what you do. And they had... um. Deus Cho ask Riri Williams to join, but they are just literally talking math, and then they fist bumped at the end, so I don't know if that means she's joining. I hope she joins. They gave her the offer before, and if I'm honest, all of the heroes, I would be happy to see them join permanently on the team, that they all deserve a spot on there, and it would be nice to have them have a big team where they can do more things and explain why other characters are other places in their book or doing some other things. So that could be very fun and entertaining to watch depending on what they decide to do. Next we have the conclusion of uh Venom Inc. This is Venom Inc. Omega, or basically part six of the Venom Inc.'s story, where um, anti Agent Anti Venom, that's what I'm calling him. I know they're just calling him Anti Venom, but he was Agent Venom Flash Thompson, and he's still doing the superhero, super soldier stuff. So I would still call him Anti uh, Agent Anti Venom. And Mania, who I guess is going to probably get a new name, I think it's going to be Hellfire, because she's mastered her demon magic and destroyed her symbiote, so if she's no longer going to be Mania, it's going to be interesting to see her and a Flash uh, fight crime together. It looks like they might be sticking around to help Venom out with his stuff, or to just keep sure that he doesn't stray too far from the hero's lifestyle. Um... And uh, Black Cat, Venom, and Spidey team up to defeat Lee, who was the Venom after Flash and before Eddie again, who wanted to use the power to become evil. He got the power, but when he was fighting as the symbiote, he was very good. So he stole other people's symbiotes, like uh, Mania's Venom symbiote, and turn it into Maniac, which let him mind control other people. Now, as it turns out, he created his own anti-Maniac serum and the other 
people's bloods. See, once they became possessed once, they can no longer become possessed again, and their blood could actually purify and harm him. So what Spidey did was he gave some of his blood to Flash to combine it with the anti-venom to hurt him, which was doing it and end up killing him. There's still some the symbiote in him, so I doubt this will be the end of him. He might show up again as Maniac. Who knows? It kind of left an open ending feeling. Spidey had to go home and talk to Bobby Morrison, uh, a.k.a. Mockingbird, why her apartment was trashed, and she's basically getting ready to kick him out. If you haven't heard, those two characters have been dating for quite a while now. You might not have. I don't know too many people that are actually reading the Amazing Spider-Man storyline. And uh, starting next week will be a new Venom story, The Poison X, which will start in uh, X-Men Blue Annual 1. I will be getting that, and I will review that on the show next week. And now for the final comic that I have is Super Sons 12, Super Sons of Tomorrow, the final part. And it's basically um, the Teen Titans reflecting on watching evil future Dick Grayson um, not D- Grayson, um, Tim Drake, try and kill everyone. Then he get, sacrifices himself to save everyone, deciding what that means for them if they accept him as a hero. Superman doesn't trust uh, Damien around his son because he heard from the uh, Teen Titans or Titans or Justice League of the future that it was basically thanks to Damien's doing that John became the threat that he was and almost destroyed everyone. So he's worried about doing that and Damien's promising him that he won't push John that far ever, that he'll protect his uh, partner and John had to ruin the moment by saying don't you mean your best friend and Damien had to point out he's ruining the moment. Because they're having the same type of friendship that Batman and Superman had where they're friends, but they don't openly say it, but they're always out looking out for each other and helping each other out when they need it. And it, the Titans are the Teen Titans are dealing with the fact that they can't really trust themselves. So instead of voting Superboy in, they're taking time to reevaluate themselves to see where they are as a team. Because they're seeing that they're not as united as they once thought they were. And it's going to be interesting to see where they move forward from here. Now, before I go to the unboxing, I was going to talk about some DC news. They, uh, as you know, probably... With next week, uh, the new Batman animated movie Gotham by Gaslight will be coming out. And they've also released a trailer for the new Suicide Squad animated movie. It's going to be a sequel to Assault on Arkham, if you haven't seen that. And uh, this is called Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. And the main villain that this Task Force X is going after is... Uh, Vandal Savage and a few other uh, baddies, but he's the main villain that they're going to have to take down for Amanda Waller. It looks like it should be good. And when I was looking up when that was coming out, I found out there's going to be another animated DC movie coming out 
called The Death of Superman. I wonder if this is going to follow like the new 52 storyline because so far the past few movies that they've done in the uh, DC animated movies have all been storylines from uh, or based on similar storylines of new 52. So it looks like they're going to try and get into more DC rebirth territory with this because that marked the end of the new 52 with the death of Superman and the dark side war but they didn't do the dark side war yet in a movie uh who knows i'm only assuming that this is the that's the storyline that they're using from the new 52 death of superman since they've already done the doomsday uh storylines and they even did a different storyline of death of superman and all-star superman where uh superman died of cancer and now I'm done rambling about that, I'll get to this Rooster Teeth unboxing. Now the first item in the the first item in the box is a this long sleeve uh, rooster teeth shirt. And on the back here it's uh, got a uh, pretty nice design. It's kind of cool. They haven't done a long sleeve shirt before, so I don't know how well it will fit me. Uh, hopefully it will fit me pretty well. Next, we have an item from the Achievement Hunter, which is a part of the Rooster Teeth team. And it looks like an ice mold that you can make little uh, round uh, balls of ice. Yeah, it's an ice mold. Uh, and they had to make a joke about how it's because people are freezing their balls off this time of year. Next, we have a, an exclusive Camp Camp figure. As I'm sure uh, some of you have heard, uh, they are released the Camp Camp figure minifigures in the Rooster Teeth store. This was an, an exclusive Max one. It's called Lake Licka Ice Blue. And it's because of these figures that the Rooster Teeth RT box is actually light this month. And um, I think this is kind of worth it. In it, you get this really neat sort of uh, dark metallic-y blue Max figure and he's basically one of the best characters in this show if you haven't checked out Rooster Teeth's Camp Camp I highly suggest you do they have the first two seasons up on YouTube so you can watch it anytime for free and this summer will probably be Camp Camp Volume 3 coming soon
Just gotta take a drink. Next is a uh, paper craft one. This time it's Weiss. They've done Weiss now, Ruby, Yang, and I believe a Blake a while back, or maybe they haven't done Blake. I would have to recheck them. And I haven't done this yet. I don't don't really have the hands for it, so I'm just leaving them in their clean wrap until I can find someone who can do this for me. Uh. And in it, you uh, get a special Rooster Teeth pin that's actually Bernie Burns as the Vault Boy, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that. <laughs> and he's doing him doing a selfie. <laughs> that's funny. And in it, they've continued their tradition of doing these Rooster Teeth cards. And the card this month is for the No. I'm still unsure what the cards are. They have stats on them, so I'm wondering if they're supposed to be some game that's going to be playing with them, or if they're just random collectible cards that Rooster Teeth felt like making. Either way, they're kind of cool. I like them. Some of them will be signed, if you're lucky. They sign a few, and they put them in boxes and give them out. Um, so far I have yet to come across a signed one, but I did find out something I didn't know I had signed, signed, um, back, uh, in December I had ordered the Volume 5 Ruby poster, and for a long while I haven't been able to get the tube open because I didn't have the right tools, I finally had the right tools, popped the lid open, and I rolled out my poster and I noticed in the bottom corner it was signed. And I've tried looking for other people's posters, and so far they said they haven't had theirs signed. So I wonder if I got a random fluke, like they do, they sign random things and they put them out. If so, I feel kind of lucky. Or if other people just random issue things. Well, that's all I got for uh, this week. So stay warm. It's going to be getting colder soon, so... Be careful, just because it's going to be warm on Friday, don't do anything dumb. Because a lot of people, when they see it's warmer out, they get a little less careful. So, till then, keep on keeping on.